Hi friend, my name is Melissa and I'm obsessed with cheering on other women in this thing called life. I'm a wife, mom of three, online nutrition and fitness coach, online course creator, and the owner of the Happy Party Co. The Happy Party Podcast isn't just any party. This is a happy party where you can come as you are and celebrate the big things and the not so big things that are going on in your life because all of the things matter. When you come to this happy party every Wednesday, we are going to help you see that you can succeed at those nutrition and fitness goals you've always wanted to accomplish. We will cheer you on as you go after those passions on your heart and strive to do what makes you happy in your profession. We are going to help you recognize that you can find happiness in the everyday, and we will hear from other women who are spreading happiness in all they do in this world. We want to help you honor the body God has given you physically so that you can overcome what life throws you mentally, so you can shine your light. Sound good? Okay, my friend, grab a cup of coffee, a jug of water, or a glass of Chardonnay, put on those party hats and yoga pants, grab a seat, and welcome to the party at the Happy Party Podcast. Hey, thank you for joining us today. This is another episode of Her Story on the Happy Party Podcast. I am fresh off the airplane in Nashville, um, right outside of Nashville in Franklin, Tennessee, visiting with my Facebook friend who I've been friends with you for how long on I Facebook? I don't even know. Like forever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been forever. And so we made sure to set up time to take the time to meet each other finally. Yeah. Her name is Elizabeth Taylor and she lives in the Nashville area. She's a very successful award-winning realtor. She is an MS fighter and she also fights Lyme. She's a wife to Dave and the mom of a 17-year-old and a 14-year-old. She is busy, busy. So we are going to chat with her today and learn about her and how she does all the things. So welcome, mm-hmm. Elizabeth. Thank you so much. I'm so excited we can make this happen. I know. It it's takes the highlight of my week. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. It takes effort to make things yeah. happen. And so I'm so glad that we were able to get this set up. And yeah. it is nice to be fresh off the plane. I woke up at 2.30 this morning wow. and... My hair is not in a bun because I was meeting you today. So oh, I'm honored. It's beautiful. If you all could see it, you would oh, see yeah. it. So Elizabeth, tell us about when you were diagnosed with MS. Yeah. So I was diagnosed with MS in um, 2007. I'd had symptoms prior to mm-hmm. that because I had my first child in 2005 and started having like some numbness and tingling in my stomach area and kind of like just ignored it and then there was a whole thing of stuff that happened a string of things that happened but 2007 was when I was officially diagnosed okay so so it was numbness and tingling in your stomach area in my stomach area so I thought it was related to my birth yeah that I gave and then I thought because I had gotten an epidural maybe it was related to that yeah and it wasn't until um I started losing my eyesight in my left eye okay that I was like, well, what's going on? Right, right. <laughs> and I thought maybe I had a tumor. So, you know, your brain goes everywhere. Reason, yeah. Yeah. Jumps to worst case scenario. Yeah. yeah. And there I was thinking I might have a tumor. So yeah. I just thought I didn't have a tumor. Right. And that's the thing too, right? Yeah. We always think it could be worse. Oh yeah. So we fight through what we're dealing True. with, yeah. even though it's hard yep. and we are all allowed to have our hard. That's what I was going to say. Um, we are. Yeah. yeah. But it, um, it always can be worse no yes. matter the circumstance. Well, and I always, a lot of people will not to jump too deep into this because I know we're still towards the beginning, but yeah. <laughs> a lot of people compare their symptoms and experiences to mine and feel like theirs is not as bad so they shouldn't talk about it yeah and I always tell people pain is pain right your pain is as valid as my pain right and I think just if we can validate others in their pain and their grief 
that's where the healing comes. Amen to that. I love that. It's so true because you never want to, people always feel like they're trying to one up you Yes. or they feel like they are doing that and they're, you're not. You're just yeah. sharing experiences mm-hmm. with one another. Or they feel like they don't have the right, right. and permission to talk about it because maybe their pain isn't as bad as yours yeah. in their mind. So yeah. that is a big deal in the chronic illness community, actually. Yeah. Or when you ask somebody, how are you doing? And yes. they're like, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> it's like, no, but really, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You can tell me the truth. You and if you're honest. not okay, yep. then that's where... You know, for me, if you're not okay, please tell me yeah. so then I can pray for you and I can right. be there for you yeah. versus some, so many people feel like they're being a burden they do. if they tell you how feeling. they really feel. I have right. felt like that sometimes. Yeah, me too. So I think one great thing for us is because we deal with chronic illness, we can be a safe place for those people and be a place where they have permission to be right. real. Yeah. And it's just great to be like that landing spot for people to right. offer them that kindness. I love that. So. So when you came down to Nashville, where did you move from? Yeah, so I was living in Colorado with my husband and my kids. We've I don't been think there I realized for that. About Twelve years. Yeah. Oh so wow. I was raised in Indiana, moved to Colorado when I was twenty-one. That's where I became diagnosed with MS in Colorado Springs, um, and we lived there for twelve years. Till my husband's job in the music industry relocated us here. Seven okay. Years ago. All right. What does he so, do in the music industry? You know, he worked for a label. He doesn't currently. Okay. He's on to health and fitness. He's okay. Yeah. Very passionate about All our right. passions yeah. now. <laughs> very good. But he spent um, about ten years working in the music industry. Oh, that's for awesome. A label. Yeah, taking care of artists. So that's, oh, that's a big great. Of its own. Yes, it is. <laughs> so you came down to Nashville. Yeah. How did you get into real estate? Well, that's part of my MS story. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, I just over the years, you know, after being diagnosed in two thousand and seven. I've just had symptom after symptom and episode after episode, and I'm a fairly healthy person. I'm trying to be healthier and, and always looking for ways to, to learn and to grow, but I have had the hardest time staying on top of MS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always say you have to stay on top of it or stay on top of you. Exactly, yeah. If you know it's what true. I mean, like yeah. it just runs your life it if can. you let it. Yeah. So I just continue to have um, issue after issue, and all the way up to 2017, there was a lot of things that happened before that I'd lost eyesight. I'd lost the use of my hand and my arm. That was probably my biggest thing I ever dealt with where complete paralyzed for about three yeah. months. I had to get the use of that back yeah. through physical therapy, using the, losing the use of my legs several times. Okay. So I've had several things happen all the way up to 2017 when I had an MRI done. Um, and then two different neurologists looked at my MRI after I had it. And they both were like, you're going to be disabled fairly soon. You're brain MRI and your scan looks really bad. Um, another neurologist walked in the room and met me for the first time. And he's like, I don't know how you're able to walk at all right now. So they all gave me very bad news, um, about where I was at. And that was really a turning point in my life because they're telling me I'm going to be in a wheelchair soon. And I just didn't know how I was going to deal with that. Um, and there was something in my brain. I'd been at home raising our kids, you know, working part-time at coffee shops and little things here and there. But I really wanted to try my hand at a career. And so um, I really went home. I cried my eyes out for a few days over the news. And then something woke up in me. I'm like, what if this is my moment that I can kind of turn the tide where I can try to have a career, even in the midst of being told this awful news? And what if I don't accept the news and I try to still beat the odds? Right. And so something I really felt like God spoke to me and in that moment and to try real estate. And awesome. so I kind of did something in the very opposite direction of what I'm being told. 
And I started studying for my real estate license. I had no confidence really in myself that I would pass. My neurologist even told me that test is hard. You won't pass. What? So I studied for 10 months, didn't tell a soul, not my parents, only my husband knew. I was so scared I wouldn't pass and I had no confidence. And so um, I studied for it. It took me three times, but I finally passed. So it's a hard exam. People don't realize how hard it is. And it's tricky. It's twisted. Yes, it is. Yeah. But I found some good tricks if anybody ever needs to right. know. I have some good tricks that I figured out that helped me pass. So my third try, my last try I could do, I finally passed. So March of 2018, I got my real estate license. Awesome. And I just kind of decided to try it. And and I'm, the rest has been the rest is great. Yeah. And you're award winning is yeah. what. So yeah. what awards have you won? I've won several. Like um, just being one of the top realtors in the area, the top some of the top 5% in the whole country. Um, I just sell such a high volume. I've heard recently there's 19,000 realtors in this area and I'm in the top like 200. Oh, that's amazing. So way up there. Congratulations. Thank you. You know what I discovered, Melissa? What? Is that <laughs> how hard I worked on MS yeah. and beating it has translated into how hard I work in real estate. Amen to and that. It worked. No, that's awesome. Yeah. That's kind of what I do with my coaching is yep. I work hard at it and yep. I work hard at beating MS yeah. at the same time. And I'm not going to dealing with it gave me this drive and this work ethic like no other. Yeah. And I literally, it gives me chills at just talking about it, but I literally feel like I'm beating the odds every day, yeah. every day. I'm going to make myself cry, but every day that I'm able to stay out of a wheelchair and yeah. continue to walk and continue to do the things yeah. they said I wouldn't be able to do is another win for me. Yeah. And I feel like I'm winning every day. Awesome. So I think if you have that tenacity and that fire in you. Like, yes. I don't think a lot of people have that, but I know we get it yeah. because we know how fortunate we are to have what we have yeah. and we may not always have it. You know, I pray to God that I do, but I treat every day as if, you know, not as if it's my last with that per se with walking, but I try to treat it as if I'm very fortunate today. I don't it's know how gift. long I'll have this. It's yeah. a gift. So I better enjoy it. Yeah. And it teaches you to live in a different way and operate in a very different way than the rest of the world does. It does. It sets us apart. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, you've got to move your body and appreciate the ability (laughs) to move because there's so many people out there who legitimately cannot and they would do anything to be able to move. I know. And so that's why I just appreciate what my body does do for me while working to be healthier. I am the same way. It's a, I say MS dealing with it is a full-time job. So I literally feel like I have two full-time jobs. Um, I've done so well in real estate that I literally support my family now. And my husband is able to do other things. And we just don't need to both be working if we don't need to. And he helps me at the house and helps me with my diet and everything. It's a lot to stay on top of. It is a lot. But it's worth it. It is. It's worth it to have what we have. And so I pray I never miss a day where I'm not grateful for that. And so when you're meeting with real estate clients, how has your MS overlapped with (laughs) real estate? You know, in a really sweet way, I've discovered that when people, um, they know your story and they know you're working hard and they see the miracle that I see Mm -hmm. and it helps them to trust you and to trust who you are and to trust that you will be their guide and that you can help them and that you will work hard at helping them. And it just builds that trust quickly when people hear my story and um, they recognize also that it's a miracle that God has given me and they just kind of buy into the story and it gets them excited. Yeah. 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 So it's been a really, a really beautiful thing. I think it's just built a lot of quick trust with people knowing yeah. um, 
just kind of my story yeah. where I'm at with things. Stories are super powerful. They I are. tell people that all the time. Oh, yeah. And when people know your story, they grow to like, know, and trust you. Mm-hmm. And so it is, in, in, so many people though, they don't tell their story uh, yeah. for fear of being judged. I know. But at the same yeah. time, judge is not of God. Judging is not of God. It's not. And so that's just the devil's way to yeah. make sure that you don't tell your story because you could inspire others, yeah. which is of God to inspire others yeah. to make a positive change. You know, I can see why people don't tell their story sometimes if there's shame and guilt attached to it. Yes. Because I even dealt yeah. with shame for a while. I used to think that it was my fault. I had MS. Yeah. That's I a whole nother podcast. Struggled, struggled okay. with that too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. guess what? When you have that shame and you feel like it's your fault, you tuck it away and you don't tell the story. So when you become free of that, then you're able to help others. And I just always feel like when people are judging you, it says more about them than it does about you. Cool. It shows yes. their insecurities, yeah. truly. And then I'm able to offer kindness to them and know that their struggle has nothing to do with me. Right. It has to do with them, with them and their insecurities and their own shame and guilt. Yeah. So what we can offer the world then is our freedom once we break free from that shame and that guilt. And that's what I've been spending the last few years working on because that, I believe, um, influences our MS symptoms. Yes, it does. And the more free I am in my life, the the better I feel. It's a crazy connection, but trauma holds you back. Yes, it does. Shame and guilt hold you back. I've been learning all this in the last few years. And I'm determined to be free from it. And it's hard work. But um, once you are free from it, you offer that to the world. It's yeah. just beautiful. It is. And that's biblical too. It is biblical. So, yeah. so Elizabeth, I know that you don't take medication for your MS and neither do I. Yay. Um, <laughs> I've been told that I'm crazy. I I've been to. told that I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. I've been told, well, my husband's been told that he needs to force me to take them. Otherwise Aww. he's going to watch me be decrepit in a wheelchair and die in front of his face. Like some dude on Facebook had sent him that message. Yeah, it was great. So, but I don't take them because I just, first of all, I worked at a health insurance company and I talked to many neurologists Mm -hmm. and they even recommended, um, not at one point, but they weren't not on the books. These were guys Mm -hmm. that I was riding the MS bike ride with and off the books. They were like, yeah, you're probably better (laughs) off not. Yes. So the fact that they said that and the fact that the Boston doctor that I had seen had told yeah. me that the MS meds, now the, the oral meds were new to market when I mm-hmm. was diagnosed yeah. um, me too. 13 years ago or whatever it was at this oh, wow. point. So just two years after me. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, 13 years. Okay. And um, they said, well, I wasn't married yet. And they said, well, if you take those mm-hmm. meds, you should, you should have kids right now because mm-hmm. when you go on your meds... It, and you're on them when you're pregnant, your babies could be born without arms or legs. Wow. And I was like, quote, and my mom was with me oh. in the office and she's like, uh, so I said, I'm good. I think I'm good. I think I'm just going to fight this yes. with my fitness and my nutrition. I'm yeah. going to totally overhaul my diet. Yep. And if the meds are going to do that to an unborn baby, mm-hmm. then what is it going to be doing to me? It could probably, it will help. And this is not to shame anybody who's on meds. That's right. They have a time and a place, but they just didn't have my, a time and a place in my body. So can you tell us about your decision to not take medication? 
All right, guys, I'm going to quickly interrupt this podcast to remind you to go over to my website, www.melissahadley.com, and grab my three tips for easier, healthy meal planning. I know it's the holiday season. It's the holiday season. And the thought of doing a meal plan is kind of like on the back burner, so to speak. But don't let that be the case. Go over to my website, Grab these tips because it is not as hard as you think it is, and it doesn't have to be hard. So let me help you. www.melissahadley.com and grab those tips. Okay, back to the show. You know, that's a great question. Um, I decided to try meds for just a little bit. I tried Tysabri about eight years into my journey with MS, but I did it for 18 months and I felt so horrible while I was on them. And while I was on them and considering switching, I noticed doctors would say to me, well, if you're going to switch, you got to figure out quickly what else you're going to do. And I started thinking about the fact that what is so dangerous about being off of it for a moment? And I, I realized it's kind of like the, the concept of like trying to bury a tire, how it keeps popping up. Well, picture that being your immune system, right? Those meds, they, they literally, most of them, not all of them, but a lot of them um, suppress your immune system yeah, which, to keep you feeling better. Yeah. So the minute you get off, it pops up. Yeah. It wants your God made our immune system to try to do that. They're trying to help us heal. Yeah. And so all of a sudden it quit making sense to me. And I'm like, hold on, there's something to this. What if I allow my immune system to pop up, so to speak, and begin to heal? Yeah. And at the same time, I started following Terry Walls, yeah. who also has MS yeah. and watching her story and how in the world do you argue with that? Right. This lady was in a wheelchair. She tried the meds and then she tried working out and eating certain diets, including lots of vegetables. Yeah. And guess who started getting out of her wheelchair? I mean, right. The whole thing just gives yeah. me chills thinking and about it. She's talking about the wall diet in the case anybody... Diet. Do you talk about that on your a, a, a little bit, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I have a different... She says no nightshades, right? Yeah, and yeah. I'm not totally keen yeah. on all the... And I can't yeah. do as many vegetables as she says. Yeah. But I think the goal being find a diet that yes. works for you and helps yes. your body heal yeah. is the point. Exactly. And I like a lot of the stuff that you're doing. Yeah. I think you're on the right track yeah. with your coaching and all that you're doing. But all of a sudden, the health and wellness through... Um, through your eating and your working out made more sense to me at that point than doing meds. Yeah. And so I got off the meds and I never looked back. Love it. And I'm not saying my story is perfect. I don't feel, I, I still deal with stuff here and there, but you know what that is to me when I start feeling bad is it causes me to look at myself and to think, is there some area where I could do better in? Am I getting yeah. too stressed? Am I not eating well? Am I not sleeping enough? Am I not drinking enough water? Yeah. And so you take more accountability for your body and not just rely on outside medication. You're relying on yourself and listening to your body. And I think that's key. I love that. So, and it's so true. Um, so one more question yeah. before we start to head out and look at different neighborhoods. Yay. This will be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, if there was one thing that you could tell somebody newly diagnosed with MS, mm. what would it be? I don't know if I could say this without crying, I know, but don't give up. Yeah. Um, whew, yeah, it mm-hmm. is a hard journey. Yeah, and I make both of us cry if I keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm in the thick of it. I haven't been feeling the best lately. But if I could tell my 24 year old self something, it was there's better days ahead. Yeah. And don't think that your best is past. Yeah. And that it's just going to get harder and harder. That's not true. Right. And if we believe the truth, we can grow from that. But we have to believe the right truth and don't listen to the lies that are telling us like your best days are over. It's just going to get harder. Right. That may not be true. If you really work for stuff, you can achieve it and you yeah. can get there. 
yeah. you really focus on your health. So I would, that would be my biggest thing I would say to someone is don't give up. Amen, Don't my friend. Don't think that the best is over because it's not. It's There's not. There's more to come. Yep. It's gonna be and you got to move to Tennessee yes. to be around nice people that don't That's stress right. you out. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Come visit me. Yeah. <laughs> if you need a realtor, check her out. I'd be she, happy to help. What's the county that you? Um, I'm in Williamson County, but I sell all over the Nashville area, Murfreesboro, because let's be honest, we can't all afford Williamson County. It's very no. expensive. Yep. So um, Murfreesboro, Mount Juliet's great. Uh, Columbia is great. A lot of people move to Columbia, okay. Spring Hill, Thompson Station. Um, they all know, sound name amazing. Area. They're all amazing. As long yeah. as they have 10 acres, Matt will be happy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Elizabeth, for being with us today. This was awesome. Yes. This was like a thank one, you for having me. Not a once in a lifetime thing to come and, and meet you, but it's pretty awesome to stand up from my little table at the coffee shop and turn around and you were standing right there. So that I was know. pretty awesome. And I just I'm, thank you for taking the time. I was afraid I was going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I walked up to see you, I was like, don't cry, don't we'll cry. We'll have our fair share of tears, I'm sure. But I'm sure. Thank you so much. This was great. Thank you so much. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Happy Party Podcast. If you wouldn't mind, go down to that little review section and leave us a review. Every review matters. And I thank you for those five-star reviews. I do read them. And leaving a five-star review is like leaving a tip in the tip jar at your favorite coffee shop. Not required, but certainly appreciated. Those five stars are the lifeblood of a podcast. It really helps us reach more people and share the message. I had such a great time chatting with my friend, and I hope you enjoyed it as well and took something from this episode. Until next week, my friend, be well, be kind, and find the happy in the everyday.